Well, it's the dynamic duo, we'll be back again. Nothing back with DJ, you better pack it in. You're lacking sense. Trying to tangle with us, scoop up a big black booties in the back of the bus to smack you. You're stealing your lunch, money to search. Ready to feel like just a touch. Only by the end of the day, that's understandable. What can I say? You got strong man to be. Mind, mind, Gary has absolutely no idea what has happened to it. Still doesn't know. Oh, he did get his century. That's fucking awesome. Well done, Cameron Green. Uh, yeah, the big, the big puppy dog. The big, the big puppy dog. The big, yep. uh, the new Sean Marsh. Hey, settle down. He's, he's, he actually is good. That's the difference between yeah, him and so Sean Marsh. So is Sean Marsh. At state level, sure. And when he's bad, he'll be dropped, and then he'll be then he'll be picked again, and they'll be dropped again, and they'll be picked again because he's number number sixty plays for Australia. That's what happens to them. Yeah, this guy looks pretty pretty solid. I wish you'd say pour a little out for Sean Marsh. Sean Marsh retired today. You oh, thought he retired twenty oh, years ago. It, it's funny in my you know your reputation my, is that Australia's leading the hater new- of Sean Marsh. Yeah, <laughs> have we got a massive delay, or are you just yeah, my, are we just my- talking over each other because we can't? Uh, column A, column B. No, my, my hatred for the Marshes and the Knicks—it's it's all starting to fade. I feel like I'm, I'm, you know, becoming a little bit coddled or something. It's just the 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 white hot heat rage is just not there anymore. It's it's quite distressing. Next, I'll be liking Victorian cricket and other things like that, which aren't very enjoyable to like at all. Australasia's most Victorian cricket positive <laughs> NBA adjacent podcast. Hashtag Vicks do it better. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I can't hold that up. Fred Hanskin was toilet <laughs> I, today. He can fuck off. <laughs> and his stupid batting I stance. Did. Deliberately stupid batting stance. Jesus Christ. Cut it out. Absolute I, chode. I did do a little sub subtweet of every NBA um, reporter today saying, you know, when the Kings are good, the NBA is good. <laughs> The Kings beating the Knicks today <laughs> because it does seem There's like been a lot of that. Though. Every sl- slightly positive Knicks adjacent journalist has just rediscovered their Knicks passion in the last couple of weeks. But it's, that doesn't that prove the point that if if Nick the Knicks fan yeah, are the yeah, most right. are the casuals to end all casuals, and New York is b- breaking news, not a small city. So if you can rope in all the casuals from New York City. Uh, that's never bad for the for the yeah. NBA, but it is still funny and fun to see the light the beam Kings get that dub. Oh, Kings number number two in the West. Well, they were number three the last time I looked. Uh, I think the Grizzlies are just hanging on because the Grizzlies got a win today. <laughs> because Draymond just mm. absolutely scientifically and surgically dissected Dylan Brooks uh, with trash talk, but unfortunately not with basketball, and they lost the basketball. Yeah. Draymond's going to be a really interesting player to try and get his career right because it's not going to matter because he's going. To, I think Draymond's in- going to be a bit like Chuck. He will end up being bigger as a broadcaster than he, ever, than he was as a player. I mean, all those rings will help, but um, yeah. it won't be the first thing that people think about. That just like with Chuck, the, the, he didn't win any rings at all. But you don't even with Shaq on that that TNT um, bench or uh, Kenny Smith. You don't think about their rings. You just think about them as broadcasters now. Yeah, because like he he sort of pitches his, himself as the smartest NBA player in the room, and then he just does really dumb shit. And also, 
like he's like, oh, I don't need to shoot. And it's like, yeah, but in the modern NBA, it's really hard to have a successful NBA team if one guy, no matter how good a defender he is, just refuses to shoot, right? It's so hard to be functional. And he's like, no, no, I'm I'm sort of bigger than, you know, my impact is bigger than that. It's like, I, I don't know whether it is anymore. The NBA sort of moved on a little bit from that. That, that person that can do a bit of other things but not shoot at all. It's almost as though um, when, you know, that brief period where he was shooting a lot when Luke Walton was was uh, coaching in place of Steve Kerr, and then Steve Kerr came back and basically told him to cut that shit out. He's never recovered. <laughs> he's never he's never shot again. I mean, he, he like, he'll, he'll yeah. do like one 30-point game every second season. But it's, it's, it's really odd how he just... Almost as a sulk, he said, "Right, I'm, I'm putting it away, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm never getting this club out the fucking bag again." And it's just, it couldn't be more useful for him to to be so, doing that sort of stuff. Otherwise, all he is is just a mouthy Ben Simmons. Yeah, and th- that's the other thing, right? Is like he is a, a Hall of Fame defender slash sort of like hub ball player. Like he's not a Jokic sort of ball player, but. You know, the, the, the genius of how he weaponized what Steph and Clay did, you know, like he, he took that and made it into something that was the next level. But then on the flip side, he probably wouldn't as be effective if he was on the Pistons no. or I th- I think that, the Jazz or the Travel. That was kind of like, what Dylan Brooks's original point was, is that he's on the yeah. team that, you know, in amongst all the sledging, it was that this is the only team in which Draymond could be as great, if you want to say great, as he is because they are a team of ultra-specialists and that means they can carry a dude like Draymond and have been able to carry a dude like Draymond and Draymond's been additive rather than subtractive in a way that Draymond probably wouldn't have been on fucking Charlotte or something. But having said all that, Dylan Brooks is Draymond fucking Aldi brand. He's just a shit. He's a much worse (laughs) version of Draymond. Though, though, as he pointed out, he actually tries to build his teammates up, not not punch them in the face and drag them down, which I just thought. I've just been waiting for someone to say that. Which is an interesting point, but as Draymond pointed out, uh, your teammates still don't like you, bro. So it might be a bit of an issue. And uh, anyway, that that battle was well, real syphilis versus chlamydia areas, um, and it was yeah. incre- completely unedifying. Um, and and basically, what it came down to in the end on the actual basketball court was that the Warriors lost an away game, uh, which they're quite good at. In fact, that away form is probably going to put them into the play-in. So it might be. Who has all their players healthy is going to determine whether or not you make a deep run. Did you press record? I did press record, yeah. What does it say? Health, health check pass ready to record. Oh, you're fucking kidding me. Uh, motherfucking. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Balls podcast. 358 <laughs> of these we've done just on the sports side. <laughs> Why? Uh, this is where I, I just wish technology was smarter, right? Because it's not the technology that needs but, to be smarter; it's the fucking cunts who press the buttons. <laughs> it's the nut Maybe behind I the give wheel. The, the button pressing job over to you as well. Jesus Christ! I have had a few wines this afternoon. In my defence, um, yeah, the, the the West just looks the, the West just looks like. Who can stay healthy? Like the Nuggets and the Kings are the two healthiest sides, and they're oh, one and two. 
turn injuries off, eh? There's going to be a lot of high-profile dudes having a general run out in the week before the playoffs and play-ins, aren't there? I mean, KD's out until probably yeah. then at least. LeBron's out until then, if not longer. Luca's probably out until then. Towns isn't back. Towns, yep. Zion's not back. No, Zion's not coming back, I think um, we can probably safely say. Steph just came back. Yeah, it hasn't, hasn't done any who fucking good to the- them at all. <laughs> Who knows what happens with the Clippers? Though they uh, are they going to have a lot of toilets in their new yeah, arena, yeah. Well, so that's that's a positive thing, which I actually think is a really good. There's a lot of toilets. Well, it's interesting to see what Steve Ballmer's focused on. He's like, I want I want people to be able to take a shit when they really need a shit, which is probably good. You and I rag on um, Australian stadiums, you know, for saying, oh, you know, they're world class when they're actually just fucking terrible. Not short of a not and- short of a place for a piss, though. <laughs> but that's that's probably actually a thing in NBA stadiums. But do we really need to spend two or three minutes on it at a press conference? I don't know. But Borman's just like a class of his own, right? He's just out. He's just out completely by himself, which is saying something. Considering he's it- a class of his own, he's a clone of his ass. This is the rebuilt forum, isn't he? Because he bought the forum where the Lakers used to play. Yeah. Over the road from the new, uh, the, the SoFi Stadium, the new football stadium. Off Dolan. Bought it off Dolan. Yeah, off Dolan who owned the land. It's like, it was like all of the Lakers' enemies tried to cut them off by buying the land where the stadium used to be. Um, yeah. I don't know about the Clippers. But Kawhi's been playing well, but it's not, you know, it's not really matter. They're, they're the five at the moment. They're probably, they're more likely to stay in five than they, like, that's, that's probably their ceiling. Yeah, there's a three-game gap, and Booker just looks white hot. And it, it actually was until KD got injured, I think everyone was sort of going, "Fuck, these guys could just go through the yeah. whole thing like a flamethrower." Because they well, just isn't looked- this what this is probably saves Memphis and Sacramento, particularly Memphis, because Phoenix are probably mm. not going to be as uh, like they're, they're, nah. they're going to be good, but not good enough to make up you know two, two and a half. three four games on them in the in the next fifteen. That are left. So Sacramento and Sacramento are playing extremely good basketball. Memphis are flat five hundred in the last ten, but Memphis, even if they just tread water, are probably still going to be the three seed. So they're probably Memphis and Sacramento feel like they're kind of locked into the, the two three. Denver are in a cloud of dust on the fucking horizon. Um, with the one seed, they're like six and a half games ahead, and um, and they literally have zero. All stars, zero all defense, and zero all NBA players apart from Jokic. But clearly, yeah. Jokic is just getting the MVP because the voters look like him, i.e., pudgy, pink, and lacerated. <laughs> which, which was hilarious. Because- I am alluding to one of the dumbest fucking confected arguments that ESPN put in their airwaves, which is basically to put Kendrick Perkins trying to make serious points about. Uh, black voter um, suppression and all that sort of stuff and just gurning a whole lot of dog shit and then putting the least fucking likable white man in a, a racial context, J.J. Reddick, who's a lovely basketballer and a very good analyst, but given that he is the fucking absolute image of white privilege. Duke, wasn't he Duke? Dude who went to Duke and then just, you know, fritted around yeah. the leave being an itinerant three-point shooter. Exactly the kind of guy that black people are not that thrilled with. Uh, just a just a t- fucking let's just do race wars on fucking first take. Great idea for ratings. Just trash. Anyway, um yeah, yeah, Jokic well, should be MVP. The, the, the funny the funny thing was was that he said all that trash and then the the the, the program that he was on had to go uh, actually, we've had a look at the you know the racial breakdown of the voters and what Perkins said was absolute bullshit. Yeah. 
It's actually, it's actually not that at all. Um, yeah, look, it's tricky because uh, what Perkins? I mean, Perkins was inferring that it was because it's it's a majority white audience. There's going to be there'll be racial bias in there, and that's that's not a unreasonable thing to put forward if you're not putting it forward in a really cretinous, gurning way. There's probably a valent, unconscious bias point somewhere in there, but under all the conscious levels of stupidity, it's completely. It's almost like he's done that. He's done the cause damage by trying to express it because he's he's just not the guy. He's not the messenger for that sort of stuff. The div- the difficulty is that he clearly represents the views of a lot of black NBA players and fans, and that they think that that white guys get a get a, get elevated. Probably fair to say. You absolutely nailed it last week. Is that? The black NBA and even a whole heap of white NBA fans just cannot handle the fact that Jokic looks like a piece of bread. Yeah, that's been sort of smooshed up into the, into a, an, an NBA yeah. player. Like a loaf of um, bread floating in a septic tank, I think was how Dan Lambertard described it, which was, I thought was a little bit too colourful. But <laughs> Mahoney made a really good point in that, like, the offense has never been more juiced in the NBA. Right, we're going to have more thirty point. Uh, per game scorers in the NBA than we've ever had before. There is no one person that affects defense. The Bucks affect defense, but they've got three players playing. Basically, they basically got three all all defensive players on one team, and that's how they can affect. You know, um, Embiid has nights where he's lit up. Every single person can get put on an island in this NBA, but because Jokic looks so sort of comical and bad when he does get cooked. It's like, oh, he's this terrible defender. And Mahoney's sort of like, well, if you look at the stats, he's actually no worse than like a lot of league average centers. It's just when he gets cooked, he looks fucking terrible. Yeah. Like he looks like he's sort of lumbering around. But um He looks like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man wombling down fucking Manhattan. He looks terrible. But he's also got four game-saving blocks in in the season. Like, the the dude can actually make a difference, and he he gets steals and does stuff, but he just doesn't look athletic when he does anything. Um, And that counts against Absolutely, it does. Uh, But I think we need just to hit that point again, he has nobody around him. There has never been an MVP of the National Basketball Association who has had less help. In terms of like Tom Haberstro, I have to give credit for the for the doing the stats on this. He pulled, uh, broke it down for um, the podcast he does with Amin on um, Levitar's network. He has literally zero all current or former All Stars, current or former um, All Defensive players, current or former All NBA players. No MVP has had that. The nearest there's been has been Kevin Garnett yeah. in his Minnesota Timberwolves day, and even he had a couple. It's um fucking Kobe Bryant so, had like twenty six or something like that in the years that he got MVP. Yeah, like you 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 look at Pau Gasol and Shaq or Clay Thompson and Durant or uh, Anthony Davis. Like yeah. I love Jamal Murray and I I really like Aaron Gordon as this like high level yeah. third fourth role player. But those guys are not fucking. They're not Clay Thompson. No, they're being elevated by him. But they're not elevated to the level of All-Stars by him because you can only elevate so far. They're not Clay Thompson in their prime. They're not fucking Kevin Durant in their prime. They're not Kyrie Irving when he wasn't batshit crazy who managed to <laughs> managed to go the World Wide Wob posts that, you know, 
that the NBA has got zero days without being dramatic, you know, un- unnecessarily dramatic. And Kyrie posts up this thing going, I'm the toxic teammate. It's a team sport. There's lots of it. It's like, dude, you're so close. You're so close. You've been run out of like six teams. Stop smoking peyote before Instagram lives. <laughs> Look, in a week where in a week where you would think that you would stay if you're an NBA player about to do something stupid. Maybe you'd reassess doing an Instagram live this week, but no. Well, of course, Corey managed to not not packing that heat is probably a help. Since last week, folks, when we talked about Ja Morant being a knob, literally overnight uh, after we recorded, Ja, ja Morant was being more of a knob in that he turned up in a strip club in Denver uh, on Instagram live. Off his chops and waving about a fairly small gun, uh, was raising questions about whether he'd yeah. taken it with him on a on a team plane. Assuming it was a gun, and basically his team has sat him down indefinitely while he goes and gets help. Luckily for him, the cops aren't going to uh, do him for taking a, a gun into a strip club because nobody can prove that it was a gun and not just some weird fantasy he'd brought along with him. Um, it feels like feels like he's got a lot going on between his ears that is yeah, that is a that's, prob, that's, that's, and he probably needs. Someone to give him a cuddle and a Bex and a lie down. The, the, the interesting little- Bex, either, either being the old-fashioned headache tablet or just a fucking six-pack of German beers. <laughs> the interesting little um, side story to that was he has like nine or ten guys, like friends of his, yeah. come on road trips. Devontae Pack, I think, is the leader of them. And he's the dude who got into it with, um, with fucking Shannon Sharp. He's the guy who- uh, he was the lead. He's been implicated as the lead dude in a lot of these these instances. I mean, obviously, Jar's the lead dude. He's he's. But he seems this guy yeah, seems yeah. to be the fucking the offsider, the fucking um, you know, the Charchi. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's an updated and reference. Stephen Adams is Stephen Adams has basically laid down the law and said, "Dude, when you're on the road, you come out with us and have a yeah. few drinks and." You know, do whatever in the club, but with your teammates, not with these bunch of fucking random. Like, stop bringing eleven guys on the road with stop you. Stop bringing your friends. You know, Go bring, bring your, You don't need your bring, And literally, bring after they had the or, meeting, he went off and did that bullshit. So it was clear that uh, man's need needs a lot of help. But um, yeah. but I think I mean the Grizz, the the Grizz have performed well without Jar Morant in the past, and they're going to have to do it again because Jar Morant is not useful to anybody in this current state. Yeah. He needs to get off the drink and The problem is, is that, well, that was the other interesting thing was Bontemps, who, um, not Bontemps, Ben McMahon, who's normally like a, you know, sort of has that southern cheerful, you know, I'm not going to be judgy. Yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm just going to make jokes. And, and like, he was, he ripped into Morant's dad, dad and said, like, dude, you can't be fucking getting lit on the sidelines of every game. You need to fucking pull that shit back. Well, it's not, not even. It's just not just be- that. It's the fact that he is not. He is no longer as um, very people think. Marty Jones said this. Um, when well, he might be the dad, but he's no longer the head of the table because Jar's the one who brings in all the money. So he's basically just a superannuated big brother who hangs out and you know drinks drinks booze with him. At that stage, you're fucking useless. Yeah. You're not a dad. You're not actually doing your job as a dad. Apparently, you know, when, when Jar went out and allegedly flashed the gun at the kid who he was beating up because, you know, they'd had a set two on the basketball court, uh, his dad said, Jar, no, don't. 
<laughs> after, after he had his, like, nine Tennessee. Well, it wouldn't matter that he's stone cold sober. He clearly has no fucking – all he is is a big brother now. He doesn't have any fucking impact. And he, given that he's he's been a, made a bit of a clown, him, clown of himself, like a knockoff fucking LeVar Ball, and his mum is clearly no better given that she was the one calling Jar to come and hassle a fucking sales clerk at a athletic store or something, whatever that fucking story was. It needs proper adult supervision. And I would have thought Stephen Adams would have been it, but, you know, obviously – uh, it hasn't quite been. Yeah, I, I guess it's it's hard when when you're not because he's been injured. So I guess he hasn't been travelling, and uh, you know he's been doing rehab. So he's probably on different schedules. I think I think it does actually make it hard. Also, also, anyway, I don't think they they regard you know because Stephen Adams is is other. You know, he's not he's not of of the culture. I heard I heard someone on a podcast refer yeah. to Stephen Adams as white, and I almost choked. I thought, motherfucker, you better not say that to his people. You will end up. <laughs> You will end up in a <laughs> bad way. Do not call Stephen Adams people white. You fucking yeah, ignorant cunt. I was so would. I was I was offended on behalf of people I've never met before. I was like, "Fuck you! Don't you fucking do-, you know?" Anyway, um, shall we talk about the Superior Basketball Conference? Shall we talk about the East? I thought you were going to say talk about the NBL. I'm all, I'm all- the, the, the mighty New Zealand Breakers and the evil Sydney Kings of the Andrew Bogarts, the fuckwit that he is. Yeah, they're playing basketball. Who cares? Yeah, the East. The funny thing about the East is that the East at the top is much better, but as soon as you get down to the, into their play-in, oh, it's grim. Yeah. It's, a, it's a whole lot of poo. Well, even sixth. Brooklyn. The, <sighs> the Nets. The Nets. The Nets might have a sustainable team going forward. Well, yeah, the like- Nets. Well, I was going to say, like, it turns out everybody lost the trade deadline because, you know, Dallas traded traded a whole lot of stuff to be uh, admittedly injury-plagued and then, you know, well into the play-in. Ditto fucking um, Phoenix traded a hell of a lot and they're not going anywhere. Uh, the Clippers traded a lot and aren't going anywhere. The LA had traded a lot and aren't going anywhere. The, the Nets are kind of safe in – the Nets and the Knicks are both going to be fifth and sixth. They can't really get any higher. They're probably not going to fall any lower. So they're kind of safe where they are. But if you're Joe Sy and Sean Marks, aren't you sleeping a lot better at night? Like, don't 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 you enjoy life a lot more? I think they kind of wake now. up and they sort of like, they sort of pat, pat their wife awake and said, "I just had the most horrible dream. I dreamed Kyrie Irving came and <laughs> destroyed my butt, convinced me to bring out and it all went and it went horribly wrong. And then there was like a pen and 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 there was and it was like blinking to like anti-Semitic bullshit on the internet. And, and it's, it was all a dream." It was all a dream. We're back to just being the, yeah. back to being the sixth seed, and, Spen- and, and then- Spencer Dinwiddie's still here. <sighs> and she she hands him a photo of of Bridges and says, "Here you go, love. Just look at this and take some deep breaths." <laughs> like he's been awesome, and they've been scrappy. And Mills played well today. Mm. And uh, I don't know, I just got a lot less uh, press for his twenty three like, than Russ got for his. But anyway, I like. I think they've got just as much chance of winning a championship this year as the Durant Kyrie team did which is which nuts. is zero <laughs> but but it's but it's at least it's like you don't have to like throw up a little bit in your mouth when you're thinking about them i don't know um yeah the hawks the raptors the wizards the bulls like the the paces the paces and the kings right would have to be that must be the happiest trade in it can you think of a better trade where both teams are like fuck we won that trade like the the kings are second in the west and halliburton looks like an absolute fucking stone cold stud yeah he does but indiana are uh, fucking horrible 
<laughs> yeah, but, they're, but they've got oh, they've got young players that are going to get better, and they'll get they've got picks coming, and and they'll get a good pick this year. And, it's, it's weird how like, Carlisle has settled into his late era's pop phase much earlier than Pop did. He settled into being the development mm. coach on a terrible team, and he will be there as long as, oh, long the, as it the, requires it. The, the Spurs are definitely getting Wemby. I reckon. I can just feel it. I just, I just got a, I just got. It's the, just, the, you can feel it in your waters. You know, yeah. I mean, Detroit, San Antonio, and Houston are now locked into the, the bottom three, so they all get the the bottom three odds. And then after that, it's going to be contested between your Orlando. Although Charlotte, Charlotte are pretty bad. Although Charlotte keep fucking winning. They're seven and three in their last ten. They beat the Knicks. Although the Knicks were coming off the double overtime game against uh, against the Celtics. Both teams lost that double overtime game because they all proceeded to lose the next two games. Yeah, the Celts, right? Yeah. Do, do they sort of feel like like they're starting to lose the plot a little bit? They might. Yeah, so I'm just wondering whether you know they've had this sort of beat by New York twice in a week. Five and five in their last ten. They're two and a half games back now. They're they're not going to drop any. I don't think they're going to drop any lower than third. And they're probably not going to drop to six. But it doesn't matter. Like they look like they were a, a, a runaway one seed, and now it doesn't look like they've got any chance of finishing it. No, one. I don't think they're going to make up two and a half games um, on Milwaukee. I looked at them pretty much after the podcast last week, and I, I was like, oh, they're absolutely getting the one seed. They've got just like a cupcake schedule left. And then it's like they've gone five and five in their last ten, where and the Bucks have gone nine and one, and Philly have got seven and three. Like, uh, okay, yeah. And, and the thing is, getting that one seed is so important because it makes the other two do violence to each other in the second round. It, it yeah. makes such a Which, fucking difference to the one seed if all you have to do is play against the winner of Cleveland and New York. Nothing against Cleveland and New York, but they are, you know, probably a ten win less. Successful team with a you know or an even circumstance. Yeah, and every time someone goes, oh, you know, like if you're good enough for that, doesn't matter. I think of that Clippers Spurs series, the year after the Spurs won, and the Clippers played like I don't think Chris Paul has ever played better. Like he just played out of his fucking mind, and Blake did as well. And they beat the Spurs in the first round, and that was the series the Rockets came back and beat them in the second round. But it just looked like. The the toll of that series was just too much, right? It was like seven games at the absolute peak of what you could possibly do in an NBA game, and then like it's just not sustainable. You just can't you just can't keep that pace up for fourteen games in a row. You know, you sort of if you can get yourself a really soft fucking first round series, get yourself a really yeah. fucking soft round first round series. And the thing about it is well, that the, the in the East. Those one eight two seven first round series are going to be soft because there's nothing in the play in that soft, scares yeah. you. Whereas in the West, that the, the play in teams have a few more prickles in them with your Dallas's and your LA Lakers. Still yeah, bad but, teams, but teams that that have a probably a much 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 but, but, but could turn it on for a week. Much higher ceiling. The Lakers, yeah. if they got everybody on the court, they could beat a number one seed. Dallas, if they got everybody on the court, could beat a number one seed. Golden State, if they fall into the play-in, uh, absolutely could could be the number one seed. Whereas there's maybe Miami, probably not Atlanta, and then you're into Toronto, Washington, and then the teams that aren't actually in the in the, the play-in yet, Chicago and Indiana. 
none of that is scaring anybody. So uh, the the hawks, like, are you, are you scared of the hawks in a first round series? Fuck no, like, no, not after they hide that weird floppy haired Bond villain fucking <laughs> slime ball instead of you. I'm still <laughs> upset they did that. Um, uh, but the hawks, the hawks are flat five hundred, and Milwaukee are thirty games over five hundred. So uh, that probably tells you how a game, bet- a, a seven game series would go between Milwaukee and Atlanta. It would go four games. It would go three if they could do it in three. All right. Um, it looks like an absolute fucking like Australia's got four hundred and ten, and it might not matter. India will probably score seven hundred. Well, yeah, and the, the, the world in which Australia a- gets bowled out for four fifty, and, and they're still two hundred behind on the first first day. It's interesting yeah. that. Um, the BCCI were given the choice of two pitches that prepared side by side for this game, and they've clearly chosen the one that is the the absolute Rody McRoad face, just to ensure that they can't lose. They can draw the test, and that way they they can't lose. You know, they, that guarantees that they they win the series. That they win the series, even though they've technically won it already. Well, two two is less points for the for the WTC, and I think if they don't win it. Uh, that opens the door very slightly for, for Sri Lanka, who are doing okay against um, yep. New Zealand and Christchurch at the moment. Um, give us neutral ground staff or fuck off. This is a joke. It's an absolute joke. They, or okay. do the thing where, where you guarantee the, the away team gets – there's no toss. The away team gets to choose what to do. And that way the ground staff absolutely have to develop a 50-50 pitch that, that gives a chance to both teams because if they don't, they're fucked. Though, if this pitch is like 500 versus 700 and, you know, Australia sort of meaninglessly get 100 on the last, you know, in the last session and the game ends in a draw, is that a worse pitch or a better pitch than the last game? At least we've got a result after the last game. I'm going to really insult this pitch. It feels like an Australian pitch. It did a bit in the first session and then it's it's flattened the fuck out and now it's just a, now it's just a Rodie McRow face. And... Maybe it'll turn to the SCG on the final day. Um, I don't. I think this yeah. is a relatively new ground because this is the massive super yes, stadium they built in. This is um, <laughs> in honor of Modi. Yeah, yeah. The the, the political stadium. quasi dictator of. Uh, well, he's not. I mean, he got a, he got voted in the same way Trump did, um, and his politics are not yeah. not too dissimilar. There was some. It was a ridiculous um, political rally before the game where fucking Modi and. Albo were being paraded around on some kind of bizarre bootleg Mardi Gras float, just waving like a bunch of ab- like you know how how people used to wave at the end of game shows, like like start of the century, whether you'd won or not, like that they'd play the credits and play the music, and you had to just keep waving mindlessly for like three and a half minutes while they rolled all the credits and played the stupid music. That's exactly how Albo looked, yep. hanging on to this stupid fucking Mardi Gras float, just waving at this crowd who had no fucking idea who the fuck I, he was. I, I don't understand why he rocked up and did it. Like, just turn up to the cricket. Like, let Modi do all the, you know, pop, pomp Maybe and- Maybe short shouts were playing. Uh, you know, let Modi do all the pomp and circumstance and then just rock up, wave to the crowd, and then go to your meetings. Like, Don't get dragged into a fucking photo op with a fascist. That seems like a, a basic plan. Yeah. Anyway, this, this politics is not something this podcast needs to dabble in. I don't think. Um, no, because then we'll start we'll start spreading out our manifesto. Yeah, should we come back and talk some tunes? You should do that. This was Balls Podcast. I was Doc. He was Bezo. Uh, we will talk more sport next week. See ya. Gary has absolutely no idea what has happened to it. He still doesn't know.
extremely long delay. Yeah, I wonder whether my um, there's a bit of rain around, so I wonder whether that's fucking my satellite internet. You got a bit, bit of bit of piss in the copper. No, well, I'm I'm on uh, I'm on that good musk. On that good musk shit. There is no good musk shit. There's just well-promoted musk shit that, that only just slightly works better than licking, you know, sucking your own farts and blowing them out through a kazoo. Uh, yes, I would like speed test to use my current location. Oh, that's not good. That's that's like Tolstra sort of speeds. What's going on, Starlink? Fucking Musky keeps I tweeting. Hate I hate the internet. I really do. <laughs> I think we, I think we should cancel oh, the fucking thing. I'm sick of the internet. The internet is no good oh, at all. The internet is poo. I need whiskey. Stop it. Stop the internet. I need. I'm gonna go get a whiskey. I'll be back. All right.